Welcome to the Champion School Podcast, where champions come to play. Are you ready to gain the competitive edge today? What's up, guys? Welcome to the Champion School Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Byler, and today we've got a very special guest. It's Coach James Donahue from the U- Mississippi University for Women. Uh, he played at a junior college, a Bergen Community College, uh, under Coach Stephen Mims for a couple years, and then went on to play at Queens College. I won a gold glove while he was in junior college, which is an incredible feat. Middle infielder, guy knows how to pick it, but he's got a huge passion for teaching the game and teaching the game the right way, helping kids, helping athletes really find their passion and find who they are on the field. And I'm super excited to get into this because there's so many great questions that we can ask and, and learn from him today and hope you guys take some value out of it. So welcome to the show, James. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me, Austin. I'm really interested to uh, hear what you have to say and really get this thing going, man. Absolutely, brother. Well, I'm excited to have you on, man. This has been cool and kind of getting to know you a little bit through social media is one, before we even get going, the power of social media is incredible if you use it to your advantage. So any kids listening out there, social media can be in your advantage. You can get in contact with anybody in the world through just a simple DM or even a, a retweet or anything. It's it's crazy. And so getting connected with you, man, just seeing how like, where your mindset is, I'm excited to pick your brain today. So before we get into it, I've got to ask you the question, man. This is It's like the, the elephant in the room. So the Mississippi University for Women. Yeah, now, the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, all good, man. All good. So how – I'm sure you get asked this a lot. I'm sure your family even asks you, like, dude, what do you mean you're going to the University for Women, but they have a baseball team? Just take us through that. Like, lay it out, however it is, man. I want to know. I'm excited. <laughs> well, when I first started applying for for, for jobs so, or GA jobs, uh, I, I saw the U, uh, Mississippi University for Women, and I was telling people about it, and their first question was, so you're going to be coaching a girls' baseball team or are you coaching softball? I said, no, no, no. And then I had to do some homework and research the history of, of the school. Um, and then it, it was funny because it was, it was a little bit of a laughing matter for my friends. But then, then I told them how, the, how it went and, uh, and things like that. So then they, they started to understand why, why I took this journey. But um, Mississippi University Women is an all-girls school up until about – the early 1980s when they, they started admitting men into the school. And then um, they've always had women's sports. So what they finally did was decide to um, enroll men's sports. Um, at around, in around 2001, um, a tornado swiped out the school and uh, it started to hurt enrollment um, because nobody, they didn't really have any sports. So what they then did was they brought back sports, and then recently they just brought back um, the men's side of sports. And this is their third year in the baseball program, um, and I'm really enjoying myself. So that's how it all starts. And and guys kind of take pride in, in the name right now. Um, we call it the W. That's what it's known around here. Um, but everything is, is is done the right way, and and I'm happy to be here. So that's that's pretty much the history of of how the school you know has its name. That is so interesting, man. You, you guys just get them in sports, actually just sports in general, and then get wiped out by a tornado, and then now you're back in business, man. Three years in action, um, Division Two program out there in Mississippi. What part of Mississippi? It is uh, – we're kind of central. We're near, um, we're near Mississippi State, actually. We're in Columbus, Mississippi. Okay. Very cool, man. So we're down there near Mississippi State, and, and obviously in a competitive, competitive environment – 
competitive conference and you guys are doing some great things, man. Just seeing, like I said earlier on social media, seeing what you guys are doing and uh, it, it fires me up and I'm excited to hear a little bit more about kind of where you guys are taking that program here for years to come. Um, you have some of your, your real recruiting classes in, I'm sure by next year and, and you guys just keep growing, man. So I'm excited for that. But kind of take us through your journey, James. So how did you end up here at, at the Mississippi University for Women and, and in a coaching role in general? I know you you were a hard, hard player, hard nose. I played the game the right way. Uh, and now you're in the coaching aspect. So how did you end up here? Well, so what happened was I, I just found that I started wanting to coach when um, I found I was coaching a younger group of kids, probably eight, nine, ten-year-olds. And what I got through baseball is I got this kind of euphoric feeling just being out there, being with the teammates. And I had that all throughout playing college ball. Um, and nothing really ever ever hit me like that that feeling I used to get when either it was during batting practice or, or team bus rides and things like that. So after baseball was over, I, you know, I kind of wanted to teach, kind of wanted to get back into it. Um, but then realized that I couldn't really find that euphoric feeling I got and not really passionate about um, other things I was doing. But it wasn't until I started coaching youth youth kids and I started teaching and, and spending time with them. And when they started um, taking in what I taught them and they perfected and they performed it, I got that euphoric feeling back. And then um, I knew I needed to be on the, uh, a baseball down in the rest of my life, whether it be uh, youth level or uh, high school level or the college level. Uh, so I went into, I started coaching high school for two years at the freshman level. Loved doing that. Um, played, uh, not played for, but I coached under George Hill. He was the varsity coach. He gave me the opportunity to coach his freshman. I really enjoyed that. Uh, then I just wanted to take it to the next level, man. I wanted to earn my master's and, you know, I talked to a few guys here and there, and they said the best way to do is the GA position. You know, you earn your master's, and you always have something to fall back on if this coaching thing doesn't work out. Um, but then I started just applying everywhere, man. I applied all over the country, probably probably sent in six, seven resumes far from home. Um, uh, people, I'm from New Jersey, so moving down here in Mississippi was a big leap, leaving home. But I would like to thank Coach uh, Matt Wolfenbarger, the head coach here, for giving me the opportunity. We had one phone call um, on the phone. I liked what he had to say. We kind of clicked from there, and it was just a risk, man, and I just took it. And this coaching profession, you're going to have to take a risk. It's always not going to be your, your perfect, ideal situation. So I went and took the risk, and so far, so good. Man, I love that. I, I love a couple of things that you hit on there. One, the euphoric feeling. Is that like the feeling, I guess, for the audience listening and, and a lot of like ex-players, current players, coaches, et cetera? Is that like the feeling you get in the box, you know, like first game jitters, the first game of the year when you're getting up in the box is kind of how you felt? It's like, yeah, so that, that feeling where you, I guess you're stepping in the box and you just take that deep breath and you look around and you just kind of smile and say, really, I'm, you know, I'm playing in college level or if I'm in the coach's box and I, I look around and I say, I'm really coaching at the college level, and I'm, I'm really liking the guys. So I, I, you've probably been there, you know, being a um, minor league ball player yourself, but just kind of you know, taking all that in and smiling and say, I really get to play baseball every day. I really get to, you know, do this, share this with other people. So that's the euphoric feeling I, I kind of got. Oh, that's incredible, man. Just really being able to, to step away, step back for a minute and, and reflect and understand the moment that you're in. I think that's huge, man. And as athletes, as coaches, as anybody in the game or any profession that you're in, you've got to be able to take a step back and be grateful for where you're at and, and where, where God's taking you in your life, man, and, and kind of the next steps in your future. And then you mentioned taking that leap of faith. And I think that's so crucial because I'm going to hit on a point here in a minute, but 
like you don't know what that consists of. You never met Coach. You only had a phone call with him. It's not like um, you had this this dream job lined up right out of college and, and everything's all gravy and, and you're going to be the, the next assistant head coach and soon a head coach for a program. No, you have to take a risk, man. And that takes that takes a lot of courage. And I, I'm happy for you being able to step out of your comfort zone, get out there and take that risk because now something amazing is going to happen on the other end. Um, but you mentioned earlier, uh, before we got on the phone, about your playing career. And you said you got cut your first year and had to transfer out. So take us through that, kind of battling that adversity. There's a lot of athletes listening to this, man, and, and parents that are dealing with athletes that are at that college level. And it's it's the make or break time, that do or die. And it's tough. You know, kids are away from home. Kids are uh, dealing with the external forces now of social media and different things in our world today that, that not a lot of people had to deal with 20 years ago. So Take us through that, man. How was that type of feeling, and how'd you overcome that adversity? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love to share it with you guys. I think uh, athletes would kind of enjoy the story. You know, everybody sees adversity. So, uh, my freshman year, I was not very highly recruited at a high school, a little smaller guy, about a buck sixty-five. Did the little things well, but um, I tried to walk on. I was cut from the team, and then I just kind of lived out that college life. I, I guess you would say, but. I knew there was something missing. So I got on the phone with my dad and I said, dad, uh, I got to come home from college. I, I got to play baseball. I just got to do it. I need this back in my life. It's going to get me back where I need to be on track. And so what happened was I transferred actually mid year and then I tried out for the Bergen community college team spring 2013. So I didn't even have the fall at them. Um, but I did get cut. It was, you know, it, it was heartbreaking, but, um, every day I kind of go by, I just, you just kind of have to roll with the punches and, and, and be strong and, and keep and keep on going. So that's what happened then. And it's a funny story at Bergen community college. I just kept showing up after their practice and after trials and I never really got a word of, you know, whether you made the team or not. So I just kept showing up and showing up, showing up. And before you knew it, I had a sat down with coach rims and I you know, finally said, Hey, we, you made the team. You no, know, here's your hat. I got that hat, man. And it was all over for that, and uh, I really appreciate Coach Mims giving me the chance. But I did f uh, face some adversity. I do it probably face it every day, and it's it's just you know it's just part of life, man. How how you answer it is is it's what it's all about. Um, I'm sure you have your stories as well, but um, I could share as much as you like or as little as you like about my my playing days, my playing career, or what adversity I, I've 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 overcame and still working at it, but. Um, I think it's just going to make me stronger as a person. Yeah, it makes you stronger as a person. And then it sets you up with that story that you can share to other people, you know, and help these athletes that you're coaching now. Like, hey, I've been through it too. You know, I've been through the ringer. I've lived in the trenches. You know, I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten punched in the face, the gut, the legs all over my body for years now. And, and being able to face that adversity hand on is huge, man. That's the epitome of doing anything it takes to get to your dream, you know, and like not making any excuses and going for it, you know, having faith in that next step in your journey. So for the athletes out there, especially, how do you handle that type of adversity? Because it's easy to fold, man. I'm sure you wanted to fold. I'm sure you probably called your parents. You're like, I'm, I don't know if this is it for me right now. Like right when that, boom, that first Rocky punch hits you in the face, it probably hurt. How do you handle that adversity? I mean, what's like some tips for some of these athletes to be able to handle that adversity at the next level? So adversity, I, I, it it's got to, you got to find your fuel or you got to find the, the fuel that's going to add to your fire or whatever you start doing or, or why you're doing this. It's so my, my fuel kind of was to start in my playing career was kind of like kind of prove people wrong. 
Like there's there's people that are gonna have your back. There's people that are gonna love you, and then there's people that are always gonna be the naysayers or haters. But I've always lived by you know finding your fire or in in and fueling it and finding whatever it is that's gonna motivate you and take you to that next level. Um, really helped me and and I you know, say it all the time, proving people wrong. So um, it's it's something I'm used to. I, I you know I say it here and there lightly, but I've faced a couple, you know, challenges in my life and, you know, what's one more, what's two more. I've, I've done it throughout my life. So if, if any athletes listen to this on whether they could reach out to me via Twitter or whatever, whatever that, um, I have some stories and, and things that'll help, you know, help them mind or, or help themselves to keep pushing. And if, and if it's really something you really, really want, you need it, you'll find a way, you'll find a way to get it done. And that's some things I've, I've just always been, um, I guess from my father, probably my, my dad was probably what helped me out the most. He's like, he just told me to get, get it done. You can do it. And having someone on, in your, in your corner, it always helps too. And there's so many people I could, that are in my corner that have helped me through this. And it's probably 80% them, 20% me. Cause you always have to have someone, you know, to talk to or lean on. Um, so that's, that's how I kind of handle adversity. There's a couple ways. I know I kind of went back and forth with it, but definitely finding, Finding fuel to your fire, that, that was a big thing. And whatever is going to motivate you to keep going. And I've always found tips and tricks to find that stuff, to throw it in the fire. And you hear guys on TV all the time, like uh, like the shorter guys that play, like Russell Westbrook and um, like uh, Altuve. They always have these cool, like Pedroia, they always have these cool stories that, you know, I can I can necessarily relate to. I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm the next uh, Altuve or whatever coach, but those are just guys I looked up to and they helped me, whether it was school, whether it was uh, playing, whether it was, you know, a job. I always looked at those, those, those smaller guys. They always had a lot to prove and, and they pushed along. Yeah, that's, I mean, for you, just being able to have that sense of awareness, you know, at a young age is tough because it's, it's easy to let that affect you and let that impact you in a negative way. And you switched all of that adversity into a huge positive and now it sets you up for this incredible platform that you're going to have one day and you already have it as a coach, but this is just the beginning, man, the way you're talking and the fire you're spitting right now, I mean, you're fueling my fire up. Like I'm getting fired up. I want to run through the ringer for you and I'm not even playing, bro. Like, come on, give me a break. If, if I could, if, if I could get the younger kids to hear this and they buy into it, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of want, man. I want, I want to share to those younger kids that they probably, there's probably a kid going through something worse than I am, man, but I want, I want them to hear it and, and I'm I'm glad you're you're feeding off of it too, man. I'm I'm pumped now. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's it's for real though. Like, it it's huge finding your why, finding your purpose, because that's going to take you everywhere in your life. It's gonna it's gonna define who you are, and, and not letting other people define who you are. I think as athletes, a lot of the times we let our coaches or our parents or our, the opposing team or something external affect and impact who we are and try and tell us who we are. But that's not how it, it should be, man. If we can find who we are as a person, who we are as an athlete. That's going to drive us and take us so much further, and not just in the sport, because not all of us are going to make it. I mean, it's it's nearly impossible. The odds are totally against us to make it to the big leagues, even professional baseball, even a Division One college to play there, or a four-year, let alone. But the thing is, is if you can find your why and find your purpose at a younger age, that's going to set you up for the rest of your life when you go start a business, when you go into business, when you go back to school, whatever it is you're trying to do in your life and start going to help you create and kind of have a firm foundation and that's something i love to talk about man is that foundation and, and you're obviously onto that as well having your own foundation and helping your athletes discover who they are so as a coach now switching to coach mode where you're out there with these athletes every single day 
I mean, you're in the ringer with them. You're hearing the stories. You're, you're going through the day-to-day grind with them in the fall. What is your philosophy as a coach? Like, what are you trying to really instill into these athletes at a young age? A philosophy as a coach, um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, it's kind of building it on its own. It's kind of building itself. Um, I'm probably giving myself three or four years before I really have a philosophy, but there's one thing that my cousin, he's a big role model to me, and a lot of guys on Twitter, they say this all the time, I'm trying to be the coach that um, I wish I had when I was real young or I wish when I was, I was going through this ringer. Now, it's not to say that coaches, I've had, I have had great coaches, uh, coaches who saved my life, but I'm trying to be the coach that I might have needed when I was going through the ringer or things like that. Um, and also, thing I want, I want to bring energy every single day because I truly believe that energy is contagious. Um, I read, I read the Energy Bus book. Um, I thought that was great, and I've always had this kind of energy enthusiasm, and it really has become contagious. And uh, if I could do that every single day, and, and the kids see, you know, coaches, he's bringing energy. Let's bring energy ourselves. But it's not like I'm Superman or anything here. But I just, I just constantly think the energy wins. Energy plays, and. If I can continue energy when I wake up, when I'm doing my homework, when I'm in the coach's office, when I'm, you know, in the gym, if people see me have energy, especially my players, I think that's going to go a long way. But as for a whole foundation, I just want to be straight up. There's no set philosophy yet because I think, I think there's there's going to be times and places where there it's going to add to my philosophy. But but right now it's being being the coach that I wish I had when I was going through some hard times and. Not to say, again, I've had coaches that changed my life and, you know, um, they're like family now. But it's definitely that the philosophy that I wish I was, I wish I'm trying to be the coach I wish I had when I was, you know, struggling. That's, that's pretty massive right there. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head being the coach that you wish you had back then. Somebody that is more than just a coach, a mentor, somebody who can set you up and help you through the rest of your life. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's, I think you hit the nail on the head with another topic of how much of an impact coaches really have on their athletes and in all sports, any, it doesn't matter what sport you're in. If you're a coach, if you're a leader, you have a huge impact on the people who are following you and the athletes that are in your program and so on. And for you to have that type of a view at that young of an age is rare. You know, most people, and I'm sure you're, you're obviously still figuring it out. We're all figuring it out as we go, putting the pieces to the puzzle together and continually building on our foundation and philosophies. But at this age, to have that type of a mindset as a young coach in a game that's so tough to really bring the energy every day, because when your athletes see you bring the energy, they're fired up. You know, like I can hear your energy just through the, the voice and I can see you. And obviously I'm picking up on your energy. But as an athlete, when you're in person and you're out there on the grind, and you're on the diamond and you're day 45 of fall ball and you're, you're about to cry because you missed you missed home for so long man. you're just grinding, man. And, and it feels like the world's just going to end one day. Like It's never going to end. And next thing you know, you have your coach coming in, firing you up. Hey, let's go. Let's get this thing. Like we're, we're fired up for you. He's got the energy. And now he gets pumped up. And the energy bus, you hit on that. That's an incredible book by John Gordon. And just the, the fact that our energy really plays. You know, our energy, people pick up on that. Good, bad, and different. We feel other people's energy. And so when you have more people rowing in that same boat with the good, positive energy, the results are going to eventually come. We get so caught up in these launch angles and how to feel the ground ball and how to run hard and this and that. But the main thing really is what type of energy are you bringing? Are you competing? Are you showing up ready to play and are you prepared? Simple things that we can control every single day. 
And so I love how you admit that in your honesty. It's like, hey, man, I don't got it figured out. I don't have a philosophy, but I'm working on my philosophy, and it's always going to build and shift. Now, do you do you go to different seminars, such as like the ABCA convention coming up here in January, or do you have plans to go into those to kind of continue that learning? And are you always searching for ways to get better as a coach? Always, always. So I, I two years ago, I went to my first convention, the ABCA convention in Indianapolis, and I was I was blown away about – um, how nice the coaches were. They weren't bigger than anybody. You know, there's these these big time coaches, uh, like AJ Hinch, the manager. They, he, they're not bigger than. They're all there for the same reason. I've learned so much. My hand was probably sore the first hour there, just writing so many things down. <laughs> I was just blown away by how respectful each coach was, um, every speaker, and how much knowledge I gained. And and I loved passing it to the players and. You know, I'd like to say, I guess I'm a baseball nerd. I just, I just want to learn as much as I can. And then I went, um, I went last year in, in Dallas. It was in Dallas last year. I went solo again. And again, I just learned so much. And I kind of cracked out of my shell from the second, uh, first year to second year. Started, you know, talking to more people. I actually went with Coach Mims at Burton Community College last year. And, you know, we shared notes and stuff. And now it's going to be awesome. I get to go this year with, Matt Wolfenbarger and our pitching and catching coach, Cody Alsop. And I think it's just going to be awesome. Another, and I think it's going to be great being with the staff this time. But I, I've just learned so much in um, the infield, the hitting aspect, and the culture aspect. Yeah, there's so much to learn. You know, you're continually picking up and adding to your toolbox there. You're learning from the best of the best, man. You say, how humble they are. Like that's just a testament to the baseball world of so many people being willing to share their knowledge with other people and give back to the next generation because you're gonna be in a position of leadership one day as well. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get your masters right now, you're working on that, and we'll get to that that question in a minute, but I'm sure you've got big aspirations for your coaching career now, stepping into that next segment of your life and really taking that next leap. So I guess before we get into that question, man, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about without giving away the secret sauce. <laughs> we don't need to give away the secret sauce. Any competitors out there listening, man, I've got you. I've wiretapped you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but without giving away your secret sauce, what's the philosophy of your actual program? I know you've got your own deal. You're, you bring the energy, you bring the passion every day, the spirit. But what's the overall culture, I guess, of your program this year? Uh, the the culture the culture is great. Um, so what, the thing we touched on, I guess, Coach Wolfenbarger and I was letting our athletes be free and, and not over-teaching or not over-coaching. And it's the same with the pitchers and catchers on Coach Allison's side. And, you know, I'm picking their brains every day where I'm asking questions. And it's just we, we kind of let our, our, athlete, our athletes, I like to call them, we let them play, man. We don't overanalyze. We don't overjudge. And um, it's, it's, it's crazy because we have – we have 20 plus juniors on our team because the program started three years ago. So we have a bunch of juniors and and uh, and it's it's cool to see what what Coach Wolfenbarger has you know done with them this far. And he's he's got guys that are gritty guys, uh, guys that just want to compete every day, show up to the the ball field with their their uh, hard hat and lunch pail. And that's basically our philosophy. And we don't we don't scream, we don't yell, we don't make them run last, we don't do, do this stuff. Um, but again, being down here in Mississippi, man, these guys work hard. So there's not much um, culture stuff we have to take care of. It's we just let our guys be who they want to be and who they are, and and we trust our guys. So that's the philosophy we kind of carry. And being a um, smaller 
smaller school, we don't have like the, the technology or we don't have the analytic department, this and that, but we compete, we're competitors and guys are going to get dirty for us and they're going to do what the coaches ask them. So that's, that's kind of what coach Wolf's built. And I'm, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Cause I, you know, I came from not knowing what I was getting into, but, and, um, so that's, that's the philosophy of this school. And we're not going to have the, the deep threats. We have a couple guys, you know, they'll put one over the fence, but we got a bunch of scrappy guys. They're going to find their way on base, steal bases. Um, they're going to take advantage of the mistakes by the pitchers or catchers, uh, you know, um, went on second base, went on third base, uh, trying to produce a run. And I'm also constantly trying to learn from them, pick philosophies, because I don't have my own figured out, but the gist of it is Coach Wolfenbarger, he sent me a picture when I was back in New Jersey. He sent me a picture as a guy with eye black on, um, dirt, dirt everywhere on third base, and he's flexing and he's screaming because it was a big hit. He says, this sums up our team. And when he sent me that, I was like, I'm definitely at the right place. Oh, dude, that fires me up. I love that. And, and like just the fact of, hey, look, this is who we are. This is our identity. Like We're going to let our dudes play. Like we're we're players. We're not gonna micromanage. We're not gonna overcoach. We're not gonna try and like put these guys in prison, man. We're gonna let them be free. Let them do their thing. Be authentic. Uh, be their best version of themselves. And you're gonna pump them up with confidence. And I think that's what makes the best coaches the best coaches. I think the best coaches in the world they don't always have the best philosophies. They don't always have the best knowledge or wisdom for the game. You know, some do. I, I don't want to like degrade anybody, but the best coaches get their players to play their best version. You know, they get the best out of their guys every single day. And that's what it's all about. When you're going out there and, and you mentioned trust, trust is not a word to be meant to like take it lightly. A lot of us take it lightly nowadays because not as many people trust each other. It's a, it's a world where we don't trust people as easily. But as a coach, if you can trust your athletes, man, that's got to fire you up, right? That's got to fire you up going into the season, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I kind of got spoiled. I walked into all these hardworking kids, and they're so respectful. That's, you know, and I see them at the first practice, the freshman through, and we have one senior on our team. Our freshman through our one senior on the team, they just worked and dripping sweat, and it was, dude, it was, it was one of the coolest things to see, like them just working hard from the start of practice to the end. I was then again as I sat there and just. Just looked around and said, wow, I can't believe I get to do this and, you know, earn a master. So it was just, it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, man, you're, you know, you're at the right place, right? Like, you know, you're at the place that you're meant to be at, man. That's, that's big time. I'm proud of you and, and I'm excited to hear what you guys do this year. I'd love to come down there and watch a game, but I don't know how likely it is, <laughs> but I'd love to, I'd love to get out there, see you guys play, man. But um, to kind of close it out. Um, and kind of re rewind here and, and get back to the your passions and, and kind of what you see in your future. What are your overall passions, man? I say 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you've got your master's, you've got 10, 15 years of coaching under your belt, maybe even five if it takes it. What are your end passions? Do you want to be a head coach of Division One program? Do you want to go to, to D2, 3? Does it matter where you go? Or do you want to go to professional baseball? Kind of what are your aspirations here for the future, James? Yeah, for the future, I'm... I'm... I like to say I want to be uh, a head coach at the collegiate level. Um, dude, that's that's my dream. That's my goal. That's my passion. That's what you know. I wake up every day to do. But I've also learned, if I can add this to this, you know, I've learned that, you know, I can't always look at that 
to be the Division One head coach or whatever school it may be. But I've learned that what I do today with these players, these coaches, my work, I got to take care of today, today. I got to take care of this kid right in front of me. And that'll ultimately lead me to my goal. Because if I'm looking at, let's say I'm looking at, I'm going to be, let's say, Division One at so-and-so head coach at university. And I'm thinking about that. And I just, okay, I don't, I don't really necessarily care about the kids in my previous jobs, blah, blah, blah. But I got to take care of those kids first because that's my job. And I don't want to ever say that my goal is to be this without caring for the people that's in front of me now. And the players I are, you know, are, are 30 plus guys right now. I got to, I got to make sure they're all, they're all ready to go and, and striving to be the best, you know, I guess dads or farmers or whatever they're going to do after baseball or even just keep playing. So I got to take care of those guys first. But yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say a lot. Yeah, I want to, I want to go to that, that, that big time school and coach. Um, but I'm taking care of today, today, and I'm gonna always stand by that. I don't want to ever overlook anybody. Yeah, you keep that mindset, man. You're gonna get there. That's, I mean, that's just amazing. You, you got, you're very humble, uh, very well spoken. You've got a great mindset on coaching. A great philosophy overall. You may not think you have a philosophy made up, but I kind of see your philosophy bringing the energy, bringing the positivity, bringing the passion every day, and setting guys up for success more than just on the field. I mean, something we do with Major League University, the whole mission for us is helping athletes through the mental side of the game, and that doesn't just involve during the game. You know, that involves off the field, school, stress, girlfriend situations, relationship, family, all the above, man. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing it hands-on every single day setting these guys up for success building their foundations giving them a positive mentor in their life because not everybody has those and i think that's something that you don't take lightly which is why you're so humble and it's incredible to hear it just just from you because i mean you can watch it from the outside but hearing it from somebody who's doing this on a day-to-day basis and he's not getting paid a hundred thousand bucks a year like he's not getting paid a million bucks a year to do this thing you're going and getting your education and you're out there coaching for free and you're putting you putting your career aside basically for these guys to be successful, and that's incredible, man. So where can these guys find you before we head out here? Where can they find you on social media? Uh, where where can they find your program as well? Yeah, yeah. So you guys, anybody, anybody, feel free. So, softball players too, softball infield coaches, anything. Uh, you can find me at uh, Coach James on Twitter. That's Coach James underscore I I I. And that's that's all I'm, I'm trying to build my TikTok right now. I know that's big right now. I'm trying to get that the TikTok going. Um, you also could, also could find me on uh, Instagram at James Don underscore I I I. Perfect, man. We appreciate it. I know a lot of people are gonna get some value out of this, and I hope that somebody out there reaches out because this guy's been through the ringer. He's faced the adversity. He's doing it at a high level right now and it's somebody that you can have access to immediately you don't have to wait you don't have to go around the corner you don't have to wait in line like no reach out to the guy man he's here to help you so james i appreciate you coming on the show man it was a pleasure to have you on hey man i appreciate it man i appreciate everything it's a great opportunity man i'm glad we got to connect